How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just get into it. Um, so today I want to talk about something that is probably the most philosophical question that I think about, or it's a philosophical question I think about the most. Um, yeah, compared to probably like purpose and, and everything of that nature, I think really this is probably the number one thing. I've been fascinated by it since I was a kid. So to kind of briefly talk about it, it we're going to talk about uh, simulated reality. And if you don't know what that is, th- in essence, it means that our entire universe that we live in, um, everything around us, all of it is um, computer generated or, or some technological generated universe that what we consider to be real in quotation marks is technically not. It's created in a sense. Um, there's no way to prove it. There's no way to disprove the argument. Um, and at the same time, uh, it's very hard for people to grasp because in essence, for this to be a simulated universe, there has to be a purpose for why it was created in the first place. And so a lot of uh, a lot of scientists love this theory, actually, and a lot more have become proponents of it and and talk about it more. You've heard people like Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla and SpaceX. Uh, he's a big proponent of it, um, and some other people are as well. And I think the reason why they are is that it's probably the closest theory that we have to merge both religion and science together as one. And... It's one of my favorite things to talk about because um, I think it, it all started with me being, uh, I was raised as a Catholic kid. Uh, I went through like my uh, baptism, my first communion. Uh, I'm, I'm Hispanic. So my mom is, is a devout Catholic and it's just predominant in the Hispanic culture to, to be Catholic. And one of the cool things though was that my mother always told me that it was all right for me to question my beliefs. And as I got older, I, I definitely started at like, bef- when I started to get into like my teens, I started to question, you know, my beliefs and, and God and, and the stories of the Bible. And especially when I spoke with some other people as well. And I went through like a, uh, a search because, uh, this is attributable to like my previous story that I talked about in my last podcast where um, purpose, like my personal purpose was very important to me. The question of just why do I exist was, has always been super important. No one will ever know the answer to that. And we're always searching for that purpose. What kind of message are we going to leave behind? Um, and what kind of choices are we going to make in the future? And are the choices that we make now something that, is constructive for our future or are, are we just um, doomed to just never enjoy life? These are just a ton of questions that people always have to ask themselves in one way in one context or another. And so um, when I started to question the Catholic religion, I started to jump into a lot of other religions. I started with Christian based religions just because I was so familiar with it already thinking that maybe a different denomination of Christianity was going to help me um, understand this purpose a little bit better. And so 
I tried a Methodist teachings for a little bit. Uh, I had a friend that was a, his family was Methodist. And so uh, I went to their church a lot, really enjoyed the community. Um, but again, it, it just wasn't for me. I tried a, pap- a Baptist church for um, maybe about a month. I had another friend, their family were Baptist. I wanted to give that a try. It didn't work out for me. I started to study other uh, religions after that. So I started to look at Judaism just because uh, when you study the history of Christianity, you learn that the uh, it's it's a Judo, like Christianity, is, it started off as a denomination of Judaism and then it kind of branched off and became its own thing. And so I wanted to see if maybe the source of it all was maybe going to help me understand purpose a little bit better it did not so then I, I just left the whole judaism like Ju- judaism like perspective completely and tried a different religion studied a little bit about the muslim religion it wasn't for me then i started to get a little bit philosophical i started to research a little bit about um taoism uh, shintoism the japanese shintoism uh chinese taoism um a lot of confucianism um started to go down the philosophical approach to see maybe if that was going to be a better way of me trying to understand my purpose. Uh, you could probably see that I was really soul searching for an identity before, you know, I learned to um, understand that I shouldn't really focus too much on, on, on those beliefs per se. And I, I love Buddhism, by the way, Buddhism, I think is probably one of the most beautiful uh, ideologies that you can have. Like if I did believe in a religion, which uh, fun fact, uh, I don't believe in religion in essence, like any of the religions that are constructed now um, or believed in, but if if Buddhism, it's not, it's a, it's a philosophical um, thought process, but if there was something relative to religion that I could ever follow in life, it would definitely probably be that um, it's so selfless of, of, of an idea. It's so beautiful. If you really study it, and none of these things really answered any of the questions I had. They got really close. And I want to say I was probably like 14. I think I was 14 when I heard of a, um, there's schools of philosophy. And so essentially what people believe, what most of people believe is a philosophical idea of realism. And what realism is, is, um, pretty much um you're you exist in a universe that existed prior to your prior to your birth and after your death it's still going to continue on the story of the universe and everything on it or in it is going to just continue on everything around you is completely real what your perception is of everything around you is completely fact it's you know, can it be altered in a sense via drugs or, or mental conditions or things of that nature? Of course, but essentially what majority of people see is reality. Reality is real. So that's one, one side of, of philosophy. That's like one, and a lot of ideas, religions, and philosophies fall into that, that ultimate thought process is that the universe is real. And then the opposite side of that is an idea called solipsism and solipsism is, is pretty wild, but for a long time, I really believed in this. And, 
in essence, what a solipsist believes in is that quite contrary to what realists believe is that the universe and everything that you perceive is something that is developed by an outside. It's developed by a higher version of your own mind. So in essence, everything that you see, the people you interact with, the the environments that you're in, they're only created in the instance that you're in. So like if I'm in a room, everything that, I kn- that I'm perceiving is just in that room. Everything else outside the room doesn't exist. There's no way to prove it because as you try to show me evidence of things in front of me, the idea is that I can essentially, the, the above version of myself can create these things in front of me, these, these forms of evidence in quotation marks. Um, and there's no way to just disprove the argument. And so the, the, the greatest debates are really to watch a solipsism believer argue with a realist and really to see just how they can never prove each other right or wrong. It's impossible, you know, until like one's death, I guess. And even at that point, there's there's no sense in having a debate with anyone anymore because whatever the real answer is, it's just going to exist in a metaphysical world. And uh, if that exists too, uh, as well. But so I've always been fascinated by the idea that, um, and, and a little bit of derivative of why I enjoy the idea of solipsism is because I don't know what it is, but I'm fascinated by the idea of death. I, I cannot stand it. I think it's, I think I, one day humanity will cure it just like they've been able to cure a lot of other disease. There's a lot of scientists out there that are really focusing on looking at death as a, another disease, like ca- catching the common cold, getting AIDS, and, and really trying to fix it. And, and there's a lot of progress going on in there. And uh, I'm a true believer that death is just something that eventually in the future we'll, we'll one way or the other figure out technologically wise how to get over. And um, but I have been fascinated by the idea. I've been fascinated by like what happens like when you when you die, do you go into. Um, and I, I, I even think about it to this day, like I'm just like always wonder um like what happens beyond living? Do you is there really a heaven or earth? Do you just cease to exist? Does your like your memories of who you are and 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 everything continuation of uh, consciousness does it end? Does it just stop? And I, I can't imagine that it just stops like that. And I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in spirits. I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I used to back in the day, of course, because uh, I was a, a believer in religions and. So, but at the same time, I just wasn't willing to grasp the idea that consciousness just disappears. It ends. So when I heard about solipsism as a teenager, like I said, when I was, I think I was like 14 or 15, um, I had this weird idea that it was impossible for me to ever die, that the world around me continues in such a way that it looks real, but my own destiny, my own course of life is Choices are going to happen. Th- events are going to happen in, in this world that are just going to slowly lead to me getting closer to understanding my true self or my one above me. And that there's no real way that I can possibly die in essence. And 
Uh, I've had a lot of near-death experiences, a lot to talk about in just this specific time period, but or for this specific podcast, but definitely stories to talk about in the future. And so I've allowed these past experiences to really affect my belief because, again, I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't believe consciousness just ends, so there has to be something. There has to be, like, my consciousness just continues living. And the only way it can continue living is to be devoid of death, and to be devoid of death means to just argue against everything you see around you. And I, I believed that for quite some time until... Finally, I heard about the simulated reality theory, and I think this is a little bit more realistic in a sense that I think it's very possible that myself and everyone in this universe is just created. Um, there's no afterlife unless it's programmed to be an afterlife, but I, I really started to become a true believer in it when I started to see the ava- advancements in technology, especially virtual reality. Technology is getting so good, and we're starting to see it in movies, in a lot of things that we watch, our video games. You're starting to see that the barrier between what is truly real and what is, um, what is, you know, as in essence created, that it's getting blurred now. It's get, it's really weird, um, and that's just current technology. And if you've lived as long as I have, to see, I mean, going from two-dimensional objects on a television screen all the way to 3D objects or simulated 3D objects in a virtual world in the span of, we're talking about 20 years or less, for me, it's not too far-fetched to believe that if we were to just, you know, let's, let's say another thousand years from now, let's just make up a number, a thousand years from now that we don't think that we can't simulate realities in a thousand years is so far-fetched. Like when I talk to people, I'm like, have you tried virtual reality right now? It looks crazy good. Uh, It's not perfect. Of course it's not, but no technology is. I mean, the first computers that came out 20 years ago, when we used computers 20 years ago, we were using floppy disk and everything. I mean, nowadays everything's directly uploaded from the internet or, you know, you have these memory sticks that, store as much memory as all the floppy disks that ever existed in the past all on just one little flash drive your cell phone probably has more memory and more processing power than a computer did you know 10 years ago which is just crazy to think about and so technology is just improving on on such a vast or on such a scale is it really so hard to to think that like i said in an i mean even in a hundred years i think in a hundred years we could easily simulate a reality where you're in a virtual world and you're wearing an outfit that has gloves and you're in a virtual reality where when you're touching things, you feel those things. I mean, the technology is being worked on right now as we speak, where there's companies that are, uh, in essence, developing out like gloves and like jackets where when you feel like yourself getting hit, you can like in the virtual world, you can feel it in the physical world. And it's starting to blur your senses in in the real world and the virtual world. And so when you you think of it that way, then, I mean, in a futuristic world, let's say a a thousand years from now plus, let's say 10,000 years from now, if humans are still to live, it's not too hard to think that. We haven't improved that technology so good that 
we aren't able to just simulate complete planets and simulate like the space around the planet itself, like the immediate space, because no one's ever left the footprint of our solar system. We see things out there, but it's no different than seeing a movie and seeing stars in front of you. You can't interact with those stars, but if you were in a, say a global theater or like one of those 360 theaters, it looks like these things are like right there in front of you, especially if the filmography is done so well. And so you could simulate a universe outside where we have no way of interacting with it and we'll never have an ability to interact with it. And if you look at the laws of science, it really, it's like the system itself is working in such a way that everything is just so perfect. Everything's so structured. It looks to to be a universe that was created by something. And most people, that's where I was talking about where the simulated reality really exists as a, as a way, in my eyes, to blur religion and science together. Because you can't create without knowledge. And to have knowledge is to knowledge is in the field of science itself. And believing is believing in, in a higher entity that that did all this for us to that created everything around us. And I think just like a programmer sitting in a room right now programming a video game or programming a, 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 a like a virtual world that we can play. There's no argument that that person is not in essence, a God to the creations inside their game. And I think that's why a lot of scientists are, are really jumping on this because again, you can't prove the, you can't prove against the argument itself. And maybe there is a God, but the God that we're talking about isn't like a, an all knowing, like he's an all knowing being in our universe, but like where he exists, he could be just like some, you know, underpaid programmer in his time period <laughs> that's like developed this whole universe that's maintaining it and he's like so frustrated. And he knows that we as as beings are are reaching out to him and calling him a god and and he knows in his world that he's not, that there's a ton millions of people just like him that are developing their own universes. And we just, the people that are listening to this podcast, all of us are just sharing in this one specific universe made by just this one guy or maybe a company of people that made this universe. And it's such a fascinating idea. And I love talking about this with people sometimes because um, no one's right. No one can be right. Again, these are all ideas that just can never be proven. The only way they could be proven is somehow if we were to be exposed to the idea somehow in such a way that a lot of other people would be too. So there's no confusion between is what just happened, something psychological in my mind, or did other people see that? And like when people talk about like are like aliens and things of that nature there, I mean, who knows that could be just someone that's messing around in the program and just making people see certain things. People uh, having, certain struggles, these could all be simulated. For what reasons? Who knows? Uh, a, a big popular theory is that these are historical simulated realities. So as in essence, it's like no different than us wanting to understand the Egyptians and how they lived so long ago and us simulating their lives so we can have a better, better understanding of how Egyptians live based off of archaeological findings 
And so we want to see how they live in a simulated universe so we can have a better understanding of just, you know, our own history as, as humans. So some people think that that's what it is, that we're an uh, historical-based simulated universe, that we're only being simulated up to a point, and then after that, that's when the continuation of our species or some other intelligent being that's trying to study humans, it will end at that point. And so for us, we see things in real time, but for them, they're able to accelerate and, and rewind time and be in control of this universe. So, and we have no way of understanding that. They can jump back and forth between time periods and we're just being observed by these researchers. And it's it's wild, really, to think about. But I'm going to end it on that note. If you really have more questions about this or you want to have like a little debate about your positions, about your beliefs and, and, and solipsism, reality or realism or the simulated theory, uh, simulated reality theory, you know, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I have an email. It's jason at tonguesoutpodcast.com. Um, I would love to hear some of your guys' thoughts on this, but it is something that is definitely fal- fascinating for me. But thank you guys so much for listening to this, and I'll catch you guys tomorrow.